happy Mother's Day to all the amazing moms that are part of, of this family. We know there's literally tons of you out there, and we're excited to share some things this morning that encourage you and then encourage all people. But I'm excited to have um, an amazing mom with me today, my wife, Alicia. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. It's great to be here this morning. And uh, yeah, I get to hang out a little bit today. I'm excited to be here. I also wanted to say uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I think that we have some exciting things to share with you today. And we're actually um, going to call this title Women Warriors for our message today. We feel like that's something that God has placed on our hearts. And uh, we really want all women, so that would be moms and grandmas and daughters, to know who they are in God, that God has specifically placed you where you are for a specific reason. There's a strategy in that, and that's to win battles, obviously to influence your families, but also the culture around you um, and the kingdom of God. So you're very much needed um, in, in the place that God has you in your life. Yeah, so we're going to call it Women Warriors, is that right? Yes, that's right. Well, does this mean that, you know, women should not be feminine or the stereotypical sweet, nurturing Mm -hmm. kind of woman? Yeah, I actually think that we can be both as women. Um, I actually think that we need both in our culture, and both are actually found in scriptures as well. So I think sometimes it feels like as a woman, you sort of have to choose one or the other. But I I think that as women, we can be both strong and humble, and we can be influential to the world around us, but also have a servant's heart. And we can be bold and be beautiful as women. So we can be all of those things, and it's not one or the other. So let's talk about some of that today. Yeah, I think that... I think that my mom, even though she's gone now and lives with Jesus for all eternity, but when she, she had a warrior woman side to her. And when I was a kid, I didn't really admire that part of her. But now looking back as an adult, I mean, she could be really feisty. And I remember one day she picked us up at school. We were attending a private Christian school and she picked us up and she, she saw some an, a one kid bullying another kid on the playground and she parked the car got out of the car and boy did she put that bully in his place and 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 then she let the teacher know what was happening so that it could be dealt with accordingly and wow i was so embarrassed as a kid you know when you're a kid and you have to go to school with all those kids you're really like oh i can't believe my mom just did that but now as an adult mm-hmm. I really admire that she was a very feminine woman. She was very loving, very nurturing as a mom. Mm -hmm. But wow, did she have a warrior side to her, which looking back was very much needed as well. Amen. I remember that the, some of those parts of your mom too. She she definitely had a feisty side to her, which was really awesome to see. And I was thinking about my mom as well, and a story that came to mind for my mom, just about how she sort of had all of those parts to her, would be uh, years ago, we were missionaries in Nigeria for a year, so she would have had three young kids at the time. It was kind of a rough environment, so we would have had like bugs we had to pick out of our food. We would have to kill cockroaches in our house. I think the first day we were there, if I remember correctly, there was a huge rat running around the house that we were in. So like they had to chase it and kill it. So it was, it was pretty extreme. Uh, obviously we didn't have a washing machine, so she would have to wash everything in the bathtub and then hang it out to dry. Um, it would have been, we were in a pretty large city, so it was over a million people. And there was one telephone that you could use to call out internationally. So we would go 
go and sit in this waiting room for hours and hours until they would connect your call and it was your turn. And then sometimes the call would drop. So you get to talk for like 10 seconds and then they would, it, it would just drop because it was, you know, not good technology back then. So that was a really interesting season for my mom, but I feel like she did a really good job of being a mom and being really nurturing during that time. Obviously she had three young children, but she was really strong and had a lot of faith that that's where God had called our family to be for that season. And she was also able to minister, you know, along with my dad in what God had called them to be. So yeah. I think that was, that was really neat to see her be really feminine and nurturing, but very strong and full of faith and bold at the same time. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I think you're a strong woman, Alicia. Thank I you. think that you're bold and beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and so I... I think that one of the stories we want to tell today um, from the Old Testament, as Alicia and I read this story this week, we felt an anointing on it. We felt like there's a word from God for today. And even though it's an Old Testament story, we're going to gain principles from the life of Deborah. And if you've not heard of Deborah, we want to tell this story today. We're going to paraphrase it because it's a little long of a chapter, but we want to glean some principles that can still be applied today to moms and really people everywhere. But today we're encouraging moms. So listen up, mothers. I think you'll be encouraged. Let's turn to Judges 4. Uh, starting at verse 1, and again, we paraphrased it a little bit, but I want to read you part of this story and pull out some really cool stuff. And it starts by saying, after Ahud's death, that was the previous king, and by the way, there was a few wicked kings that ruled this nation that didn't do a great job at all, and so he finally died. And the Israelites, again, they did evil in the Lord's sight. It says, so the Lord turned them over to King Jabin. He was a Canaanite king. He, and the commander of his army, his name was Sisera. Well, Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, wow, that's a lot, mm -hmm. ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Wow, that's a long time to be under their rule. And then the people of Israel, they cried out to the Lord for help. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. They fall away, they cry out to the Lord, they repent, they fall away again. But they're turning back to God again because they're so oppressed. Mm -hmm. And then it says in, in verse 4, Then there was Deborah. She was the wife of Lapidoth, who was a prophet, or she was a prophet, and she was judging Israel at that time. Mm -hmm. A judge was kind of like a king, but not really, not anointed as a king, but like a leader, a ruler, and one who would speak the word of the Lord in that season when they needed it. Now that was Deborah. It says in, in, in verse 5, she would sit under the palm of Deborah and the Israelites would go to her for judgment, mainly go to her for the word of the Lord. One day she sent for Barak. And now Barak was a commander of the Israeli armies in that day. He lived in the land of Naphtali, one of the tribes. And she said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulon at Mount Tabar, and I will call out Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, along with chariots and warriors to the Kishon River, and there I will give you victory over him. Now, Barak said something interesting. He told her, I'll go, 
with 10,000 warriors, but only if you go with me, Deborah. Isn't that interesting? Especially in that day to say, I won't go unless a woman goes with the armies of Israel. It's, it's unheard of. And so, but he knew there was something about God's anointing on her life and what she carried in that day. He said, I'll go, but you go with me. So she said, very well, I'll go with you. But you will receive no honor in this venture, she told him, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. And you'll see what happens later in the story, why she's saying this. Mm -hmm. So Deborah went with Brock to Kadesh, and that Kadesh brought called together the tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him, and Deborah was also there with him. And as the story goes, as it finishes, mm -hmm. says they battled against the Canaanites, and of course they won the battle. Deborah was there with him. However, Sisera, the Canaanite commander, he escaped to a nearby village. And he thought that they would help hide him. He thought this village was friendly toward him. And so he hid out in a tent owned by this another amazing Israeli woman. Her name was Jael. And so now you see Deborah's prophecy come to pass where she says, the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman because Jael basically invited him into the tent and he, he asked her for water. She gave him a cup of milk to drink. The story says that he fell asleep from exhaustion and as the PG version of the story goes, <laughs> she basically took his life. This evil man put him to death um, while he was sleeping. And I'll let you tell some of the more graphic details of that story because it's too much for me. It's R-rated. <laughs> I can't do it. I think we're going to keep that PG rated because we know that there are kids out there watching with your family. So it's a fascinating story. You can definitely look that up in your Bible and read the whole version, if you'd like to do that, for the sake of this, we'll keep that PG rated. Um, the story actually wraps up in Judges 4.23, and it says, So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. Um, and in the following chapter, we read a song written about Deborah. And one of the phrases is this, and this is Judges 5.7. And it says, Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. And I think that is so powerful and such a, a, a beautiful word to describe what the Lord had called Deborah to in that season. So very, very neat choice of words. Yeah, it really is. And God was like, this time I'm going to send a mother, basically a warrior woman to Israel yeah. and see what she can do, right, to lead this thing. And so it's very powerful. And, the, and finally, at the very end of chapter 5, at the end of that era, one last verse says this in Judges 5.31. says, Then there was peace in the land for 40 years. Mm -hmm. 40 years, people, when she fought, when she followed the Lord, she spoke the word of the Lord, and she even went with the armies, and they fought that way. There was peace in Israel mm -hmm. for 40 years. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? So what, so what can we learn from Deborah's life? Let's, I know it's an Old Testament story again, but what are some principles that we can glean from today? Do you want to talk about maybe a principle number one? Yeah, let's talk about number one, and that would be to accept your role. Yeah. So we know that God specifically placed Deborah there and JL, that that was not an accident, right. and it was really God's divine strategy that had them there for that purpose. So just, just in that story for women, um, as we're living out our lives, it's strategic where God is placing us. He wants to use us in our culture. And I just wanted to encourage us as women 
we need to remind ourselves that we're not a mistake. We're born at the right time. God had a purpose in that. Yeah. We're not a, an afterthought or an add-on. God, God was really purposeful about placing us where, where we are in this season of our life and even, even the, the families and the cultures that he wants us to influence. So and obviously where God has us is where he wants to use us. And we can partner with him in strategy to say, hey, God, how do you want to use me in this place that you have me? And obviously we trust and know that he has a plan just like he had for Deborah. He had a strategy for using her. And just in the same way, he has a strategy for using us as well. I have a verse that I would like to read. And this is Jeremiah 1.5. And this is a really neat verse. And it says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So obviously, we, we also know as women that we can receive that, that God literally formed us in our mother's womb. He had a, a purpose for creating us and giving us life. And I'd like to wrap this part up by, by talking about how, you know, Deborah was needed as a mother for Israel. And we yeah. can receive that in our life as a woman that, that God, God needs us. He, he didn't just put us here and then say, Oh, I don't need you. He, there's a need for us to be where we're at, just like Deborah was needed in Israel at that time to rate, to be raised up as a warrior. So yeah. it's a, a great story. That is powerful. And she was at the right place at the right time, appointed by mm-hmm. God. And so, so principle number two, we, we feel like God is saying it's okay to adjust your role. And what we mean by that is you can wear multiple hats. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have to fit into one little box and say, this is who I am, henceforth and forevermore. I mean, Deborah was a powerful woman. She was a wife, though. She was a spouse to this man named Lapidoth, mm-hmm. but she was a prophet. The word calls her a judge. She was a really great leader. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she was a mighty warrior. And then after all of that she accomplished, they called her a mother to mm-hmm. Israel. And so it's okay for you as a woman to be comfortable, not just okay, but to even be comfortable and good at multiple roles and wear many hats. Some of you know that you have to wear different hats sometimes in the same day, depending on the circumstance that you're in or from day to day and week to week. But specifically in different seasons of life, God's going to call you to wear different hats, different roles, and different anointings for what's going on, possibly in your circumstance, even in our nation, but in your family, for sure. Isn't that true? And so some days you're a nurturing mother. And we were, I was thinking about this, this, uh, this part of God, or this nature of God, as Jesus talks about it in Luke 1334, he's crying over Jerusalem and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you just wouldn't let me. And what Jesus is really like saying is that that is the nature of God to cover and to protect and to nurture. And, and don't you know that that's a, that's a part of the nature that you carry, especially as a mom, all of us though, but as a mom, that really comes easy, more easy for stereotypical. Like women are very nurturing, very protective, like a mother hen, right? We always say, don't get between a mama bear and her cubs yeah. because that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. But that's a nurturing, pr- protecting side mm-hmm. that you are called to walk in. But then how about We still need to be aware that there's a warrior side to all of us. But today we're encouraging moms that it applies to you as well. 
Paul best described it in 2 Corinthians 10, starting at 3. Paul says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And, and so we're still in a battle. We're still in a spiritual war in the kingdom of God. And so we're simply saying that in all of our roles, really. But women, be nurturing, be loving, be feminine, be that mighty mom. But also don't forget that you're called to be a warrior and you're in a battle mm-hmm. as well. And it's okay to be good at both, right? What do you think? That's so good. I love the part about literally it's a calling and anointing to put those different hats on in the different seasons. Yeah. So it was it was different for me when our kids were little. That was a different role and a different hat to wear and nurture young children. And then as they're sort of middle school, elementary age, and then high school, and then young adults, there's different roles in different seasons. But I, I strongly believe that God has an anointing on us in those different seasons, and we can trust him to give us wisdom and ability as we're navigating and putting on those different hats. So just, just to encourage you guys with that. Yeah, that's so good. And finally, number three principle that we just want to talk about real quick. We would say... We feel like God is saying, execute your role. Now, the word execute simply means to carry out, put into effect a plan, order, or a course of action. And I think that God is really equipping mighty women of faith in this day Mm -hmm. to know how to execute and to just get out of the boat, so to speak, and just do it. Get get off, get out of the comfort zone for sure. But as we were talking this week and praying through this, We believe that there's boldness and strategy coming on women of faith for this season of the church, this season of your family, Mm -hmm. this season in life, and even this season in our nation for boldness and strategy to be released for you to execute well. And I I just think looking at the story of Deborah, she was filled with boldness and strategy. I mean, God even gave her specific instructions on, on how many warriors to send and then even exactly where to go to win the battle and to set her and the armies up for success. And we were talking about JL, who's a smaller part of this story, but wow, did she finish the guy off? And, you know, mm-hmm. basically, but she had, I mean, I think it was strategy from God because as we're reading the story, it's interesting that he asked for water and her acting as if they didn't have water. I don't know. You know, of course they had water. They couldn't live in that tribe, right? But instead of giving water, she gave him milk. And we're like, is that even strategy because milk can make you sleepy, right? The Bible says he fell asleep from exhaustion, but a little bit of help with a nice cup of warm milk. You know, the Bible doesn't exactly say that. But wow, we could, we're just sensing that yeah. God is releasing strategy, wisdom, and boldness in this hour for mighty women and men of faith Mm -hmm. to execute well and to follow through in everything that God has called you to do. And I want to read Hebrews 10, 39 over you guys today. And I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says this, Paul says, but we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. I just want to read it again because it's so good. And it's a word for many of you out there today. Paul says this, we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and then perish. That's not us. And that's not you today. We are among those. You 
are guys that have faith and experience true life. And that's from the Passion Translation. Look it up. Make it the word of the Lord for today so that you're no longer held back by fear at all. And I think God's calling all women and, of course, even men of faith to, to call upon the name of the Lord for our day, for our culture, for our nation, and to receive marching orders mm-hmm. and to execute well with boldness and strategy for our day Well, as we establish God's kingdom in this generation. So what Amen. do you think? Amen. So we're saying today, rise up. Women of the Lord, we need you. God can give you boldness and strategy for your family, for your workplace, uh, in the career that you're in, for the nation, and for the kingdom of God. And he's going to give you wisdom on what hat you need to wear, what role you need to play, and that you can fully engage in the battles that are raging around you. And you, you can be an awesome mom and an awesome warrior in combination together. And that God has specifically placed you where you are in the season that you're in, and God has a strategy for you that he wants to continue to download to you. So, amen. So if you guys out there listening want to put yourself into receiving mode, if you have your mom with you, you can feel free to lay hands on her. If you have another woman in the room with you and she'd be comfortable with that, you can put your hands on her. And Vern's going to take a moment and just pray for all the women who, who are listening to this everywhere, whether or not they're a mom, but just women in general. So I'll give it back to you, Vern. Yeah, thank you. All right, Lord, we thank you for all the women of faith that we know, for moms, for grandmas, sisters and daughters, all women of the Lord. We just say bless you. God, take care of you. God, show his favor and his grace upon you and give you boldness and strategy to cause you to act in your role like an anointed Deborah, an anointed JL for this day. Lord, as we need women of faith and goodness, Lord, that they would carry out your strategy and your plan to build the kingdom of God in this hour. Lord, you're raising up women everywhere and men, of course, but today we're encouraging women. God is raising up literally millions of women everywhere to walk in faith, to walk in truth, and to carry the word of the Lord in due season. We need it and we receive you and what God's doing through you, woman of God. Be encouraged on this Mother's Day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys so much. We have one final question for you before we log off today. And it goes like this. Do you, men and women and children, do you know God like Deborah knew the Lord in her day? Do you know, Father God, do you actually have a relationship whereby you can hear his voice and interact with him like Deborah did? And that's an Old Testament story, but today we come to the Father. The Word tells us we come to him through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. See, he fully restored When we receive Jesus and call him Lord, he fully restored our access to the Father, whereby we can have a relationship with him the same way Deborah did in her day. And we can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Have you done that? Is that you? Do you walk in that today? If not, we just want to say you can. And this is your day to first accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to be restored into relationship with your Father God. If that is you, just pray with us. All of you, wherever you are, just pray with us. Say, dear Jesus, I acknowledge you 
as my Lord and my Savior. I declare that you are the way and you are the truth and you are the life. And I come to the Father through you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done to restore me back into fellowship with you. Now pray this. Say, Holy Spirit, come and fall upon me. I welcome you to baptize me and to fill me. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me to live a life that is, that is filled with the Holy Spirit and is anointed to carry out everything that you've had me to do, God. All God's beautiful people said, amen.